BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Rebel Nation, it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby. Around fakes left, goes right himself, he's in the end zone, touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard, be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. Indeed, we're back in studio. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with you on a Monday night with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. How you doing? You can get them those text messages at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. No matter the sport, whatever you want, we ought to be able to make something up and tell you about it. Hi, Chuck. What's up, Gary Darby? Man, dude, I did a little television over the weekend yeah. for the baseball network and... Watched Ole Miss in Tennessee. Well, so, so tell us a little bit about what's the difference between doing television and radio. You don't have to be quite as descriptive on television. And that's a problem for me. Is it? Real problem. Like, I want to describe every here comes the pitch, what it is, yeah. what not, and not leave Keith Kessinger enough time to really <laughs> tell the people what they need to know. You know what I mean? So you're a butthead on television. <laughs> you know, it, it seems to be. You know, but it, it comes from you do something for 30 yeah, years, right? Yeah. And you're having to describe everything to be everybody's eyes right. through the radio. Right. And instead, you know, you can get in the mix of uh, Sunday's game, talking about the Tennessee players and all the great hair they have, right? You know, mm-hmm. when instead of being the bald guy like me and I'm – like, boy, look at, you know, the, the right fielder's hat came off and he's got all this hair underneath there. Yeah. And then, you know, the camera starts working with everybody, right? And Tennessee yeah. has a lot of, as I said, kids with great lettuce. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff, handlebar mustaches, uh-huh. everything, and it just rolls through there. So that's the biggest difference to me is not trying to just talk constantly and, and allow Keith to – really describe baseball <laughs> and Keith, good very good yeah I'm, I'm doing it again tomorrow against north alabama with matt mclaughlin so i look forward to that but that was you know one of the few times that uh i had a free schedule to do things and then was going in 
on the home of the number one team in the country and ended up on the weekend watching the number one team in the country wear orange. Yeah. They, okay. Those dudes were oh, yeah. really, really good. And we were really bad. That is Come a, on. Let's be honest. And he, they were great. Yes. We were not. Correct. Absolutely. And here's a, a quote that came up just moments ago on Super Talk stations, and he said the same thing in the postgame show from Coach Mike Bianco after you know this weekend because there were some quotes from players like we overlooked them. We, we took them a little lightly, and that happened on Friday night after – he got popped pretty hard, right? Mm. And you have to answer something. And I've been that guy at asking the questions to a player after you just lost 12-1. to 1. Those guys don't want to talk to you. You know, they don't want to answer those kind of questions. And you can't take literal what they're saying. None. They got their butt kicked. That's, That's right. it. That's it. And here's what Coach uh, B had to say earlier today. Well, you know, obviously it's disappointing, you know, to lose and, you know, to, to get swept. It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a crushing feeling at the end. And, and really the message is, that this is this league. You know, everybody wanted to play in it. Everyone wanted to. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I think the biggest disappointment is that we didn't play well. It was a. It was the biggest weekend, obviously, of the season. Uh, you know, a top, you know, two, three team in the country coming to your place. The stadium sold out all three games, and and we just played poorly. You know, we played a little bit better yesterday, but we really just didn't give ourselves any opportunity. Uh, uh, and that was it. You know, if you if you're going to have success in our league, you know, I've always said it. Uh, if you don't play well in our league, you lose. It doesn't matter who you're playing. But certainly, when you play a team like Tennessee, you have to play better than that. Point blank, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all true. But but here's the thing. We've been saying all season long, what about the starting pitching? What about the starting pitching? And we've been, since we've been ranked so high, we've been kind of saying, well, it's going to be all right. It's not all right. The weekend starting pitching has got to change. The best pitching was yesterday. Yeah. The best pitching was yesterday. Yeah. Your veteran guy and Derek Diamond gave you some zeros early. You still didn't get the lead for it, but he got you three zeros, which hadn't happened in three straight innings all weekend against Tennessee. But, but even he, Gary, when he's going through the, the lineup the second, second time, time he, yeah. he doesn't yeah. get it done. And so they got it. I don't know. I, if I'm Mike, I'm going to start going with these freshmen. Well, the, the question was posed, and I got that audio from the show that was just on prior to us on Supertalk, um, about the weekend and what he would do starting-wise, and that has not been talked about yet. He's yeah. going to start Washburn tomorrow, and he's going to start McDaniel if they get to play in Memphis. They've tried this the fourth time It's going to rain Wednesday. And it's going to come a storm on Wednesday, so they may not get to play in Memphis mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So all he knows is Washburn is scheduled to start tomorrow, and then he'll have McDaniel to start mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then the Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be kind of up in the air because this is what you face. You talk about our starting pitching, the Ole Miss starting pitching. Tennessee starters went 20 and two-thirds innings, gave up only eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, and 27 strikeouts. <laughs> That's rough. And the other thing now, let's not, let's not minimize it. All of their guys are throwing 95-plus. Yes. Our guys are throwing 92. With an 88-mile-per-hour tight slide. Which is ridiculous. Nasty. Kermit Davis is coming up next. We have Jake Thompson from the Ole Miss Spirit as well. This is today's show that we call the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Let's go.
When you think car, we want you to think Canada. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Monday, March 28th, we finish up this month with our Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Jake Thompson coming up in the back end of the program. We've got text messages to get to. That number again is 662 426 1093. We've got football questions, Chuck. We've got baseball questions. We've got basketball questions that luckily we get to go right now to the guy that can really answer them as we bring in the head coach of the Ole Miss basketball team, Kermit Davis. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, guys. Y'all doing good? I think so. Just uh, moving along, enjoying a little uh, little baseball. Well, I say enjoying a little bit. Ba- I did. I'm a baseball nut, so I enjoyed baseball over the weekend. I might not have liked the outcomes of the three that happened in Oxford, but everything seems to be going okay with me. Well, you know, uh, I love college baseball myself, and I went to a couple of those games this weekend. And you know, the Tennessee coach wishes the regionals and the World Series was tomorrow because this team is. <laughs> It's one of those deals, and you wait. Tennessee will find the time in that season. Well, they won't hit as good, won't pitch as good. Mike Steen will come back and and get on a roll, and everybody goes through that. But I tell you one thing: that's that's one of the best college baseball teams I've seen over a three game stretch. No doubt, Coach. You you brought up something that I learned as a lesson working with the Memphis Grizzlies over an eighty two game season. I think Hubie Brown said it. Ten games, you're going to be really good. Nobody's going to beat you. Ten games, you're going to be really bad, and you're not going to beat anybody, and you got to find out how to win those in the middle. Do you carry that through what you do in your college season as well? Yeah, I, I, I think it's no doubt. And I remember Hubie saying that, and especially over a long season. I mean, baseball plays so many games, you know, and uh, 
But you're right. I mean, you know, just what kind of Tennessee did and how they're playing or whether it's basketball or, or college football has a shorter period of time. Uh, but, yeah, there, there, there's no doubt. And Tennessee's at that point in baseball where uh, nobody's going to be if they keep playing like that. Coach, after a disappointing injury-riddled season, give us a, a state of the union of, of your program right now. Well, we're, we're never been more excited about next year. Uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, our team will will play at a high level. We it's like everybody I think is over. I don't know, getting close to nine hundred guys in the uh, in the transfer portal, and uh, so there's going to be change on everybody's roster. And uh, you know, so we feel good about the guys that are coming back. And you know, the way I see, we have four of our top five scores back for next year. Uh, we, we love our high school recruiting class. That's I guess right now has been ranked I guess twenty second in the country, and we 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 love those guys. They're going to be good players. And then, God, we've been so aggressive in the transfer portal, and I can't tell probably involved with thirty five to forty guys uh, right now in the portal. And, uh, you know, so I feel really good about where we're going. And uh, you're right. You know, I, I gave you a little update. I mean, uh, uh, Deshaun Ruffin is, you know, progressing very well by the office today with his ACL surgery, had a schedule. Uh, Robert Allen, who had a really tough injury, is back to jogging and doing some things with, with his injury. Both those guys won't participate in anything this summer, but I think be back early fall. Uh, Ty Fagan, who who really played hurt the last five weeks of the year, uh, he had surgery uh, a week ago, and uh, and I we, we asked him if he wanted to shut down. He says, "No, coach, you got too many guys out. I'm gonna keep playing." And then Jarkiel obviously hadn't done one thing since the season's been over, and he's rehabbing. I don't think he'll get back on the floor till probably the middle of uh, probably the middle of April, I would say. So all those guys are doing good, and uh, you know, progressing. And uh, so it'll be good to get all those guys back at some point. Coach, you mentioned these guys. I mean, you brought up Ty, Ty Fagan and Joyner. I guess they're going to return to the team then. Well, you know, uh, Ty Fagan will. Uh, Jarkel is going to go through the uh, – uh, he's going through the evaluation process. And Jarkel and I talked about this. You know, TD did it and our other guys have done it. Uh, but he's going. You go through an evaluation process, and hopefully we'll get that back in the next, probably I'd say a week, and it kind of evaluates your status. Jarkels will be a little skewed because of the injury and kind of how he ended the season because of the back. Uh, and then I think you know Jarkel hopefully will will get some workouts in May and get some great feedback. If he doesn't get the results that he wants, then he'll come back for his super senior year. And uh, but I think it's a great process for for all these guys to go through. You you talked about the transfer portal. I mean, how many guys do you think that uh, y'all will be able to take? You know, the the number I'd say right now three. You know, we're looking at is is three guys in in the portal, and uh, you know, so we're looking at best available. We need to for sure get two bigs in the portal that that can really really play. And, uh, and kind of best best available uh, for the third one. And, uh, you know, if, if Jarkel stayed in the draft, it would be maybe four. Uh, so, you know, it could kind of range. Right now we're kind of depending probably on three guys. So uh, you hadn't mentioned Matthew Morrell. Is, are you confident he's coming back? Yes, Matt's doing great. I hadn't mentioned him because he's, 
he was he was one of the guys who stayed healthy. Chuck, that was great, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so Matt had a great uh, year. Uh, he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, he's having a really good spring. And uh, you know, some guys' timeline is just different. And uh, I, I think it. I thought he could have made easily an All SEC team. I think he'll be a preseason All SEC selection next year. I think Deshaun Ruffin. You know, we have two or three guys that have a chance to to be on the All preseason SEC team next year but yeah i think matt's going to have a great spring and summer coach when you look back and you evaluate the season moving forward is there anything that you are going to change schematically or whatever uh or or is it just been a matter of injuries no not everything's injuries chuck and i'm not trying to be a guy that puts it all on that we had six close losses that that uh, we could have done a better job. And so we go evaluate all those tapes and whether it's the overtime loss at Tennessee, overtime loss at Florida, you know, close losses in, in the league, South Carolina, Vandy. So, you know, you're four or five possessions away from, from being a different team. So all those things that, you know, whether we will self-analyze everything I've done or staff or players. And so we all go through that process we all wanted to play a lot faster than we did this year, and, and I hate to say it, but because of the injury, we we didn't. Deshaun makes us faster. I do think that with Amari, uh, with some commitments that we have, and with TJ Cleveland, I just think that our team will play a lot quicker uh, in transition. Uh, we've got to get more cheaper baskets. We didn't guard guys like we've guarded the first three years, and uh, didn't create as many turnovers uh, as we normally do. Our points off turnovers wasn't as good. And our one three one wasn't as good, and so all those things we we evaluate everything, uh, Chuck, and uh, you know, and so we we just got to get get our team right. I think the foreign tour this summer is going to really help us. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas and play three games, and I think that'll be a great great trip for us. We did it our first year here with TD and that group. You got room for me with my golf clubs? <laughs> you better <laughs> believe my, it. And my scuba gear. You can come, Chuck, anytime. I'm telling you, I'd love to have you. Coach, uh, you've got this good recruiting class coming in. I don't know if you, since you've signed them, if you can talk about them. Can you tell us a, a little bit about these players or, or not? Yeah, we've got, we've got three guys we've signed and one committed that I can't comment on. Okay. Uh, uh, Malik Ewing, the kid that we've signed, you know, his team got beat in the state championship game from Burtmore High School, about 6'10", uh, the best big in Georgia. And so uh, Malik is a really skilled player that, you know, is like a lot of freshmen, you know, will kind of have to, to, to get his himself in the best possible shape. Uh, T.J. Caldwell uh, from Dallas-Fort Worth area was MVP, the Texas 4A. They won the state championship. I think next year can be as good or better than any athlete in the SEC. Uh, can really shoot, will be an immediately impact on our team. Uh, Robert Coward, who I think is one of the toughest players that we have in our class, uh, played in the Southern California team, and a big physical guard that can really shoot. And the other commitment is going to be a really good player. Right. Kermit, one thing last year, um, you know, I, th- I thought that the team overall got good looks. But we we were we went through a period where we just couldn't knock down shots. So was that a that emphasis of recruiting to get some better shooters? Yeah, you know I I, I think that 
But you look at it, I think we're third in the SEC in three-point field goal percentage, you know. So, uh, you know, there were some times that, you know, our team shot a good percentage uh, from three. I'm telling you, Chuck, I, we didn't play fast enough in transition, and we didn't guard well enough. And, and that's – teams that we've coached have usually been teams that, that guard. But we got to get more opportunities in transition. And I agree, there was times we did. We, we struggled shooting uh, – from the floor, uh, but you're right. We, and I think, I think Jamin Breakfield. I think Jamin turned down a lot of good threes. We'll just constantly say, Jamin, shoot, good, shoot threes at your. Hey, coach, and he would turn them down. And so, those coach, are things we talked about. We're right on a on a break, and we sure appreciate your time, my friend. Good luck in the coach. transfer portal. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. By the way, tonight's Coach's Corner was brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've served us since 1929 with 54 locations across six different states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you gary chuck and gordon back with you with the cannon motors of mississippi rebel yell hotline time for text messages by canon cleary mcgraw you can visit their website at ccm oxford.com for homes 
as well as lots, lands, and condos for sale in Oxford. One of the questions was about Kermit Davis and the transfer portal, so I hope you got that answer uh, from Coach there during the interview. And so, guys, he mentioned three for sure that he would go, including two bigs, mm-hmm. needing to get those And then along the best the player available. Right. So they're working, as he said, around 35 different players. So uh, Hunter and Slayton and... Vanderhusen. Vanderhusen. I can't say his name either, Chuck. So I'm right there I call him you. Eric Vander Hyden. Very high. Vander Hyden have all hit the portal, and we heard that Rodriguez did late today, but we don't know that officially. Yeah, it just popped up on a couple of uh, Twitter accounts. No one that yeah. I personally know along the way that you've seen. I was Rodriguez I was encouraged that he said Morrell and uh, Ruffin are coming back because to me they're the they're going to be the. Uh, the the foundation of the team, and I've said all along, and you guys can back me up on this: a team without a point guard cannot win. Look at the Final Four; absolutely, they've all got good point guards. When we lost our point guard, bless their heart, Crowley and and Joiner are not point guards, and it showed. You got to have the point guard, and you got to play half court defense. And he mentioned both yeah. of those in, yeah. the, in, in the interview, right? Yeah. And if this time of year especially. Garden. Got to guard. You know, got Crowley's a guy that could probably come in and play some minutes for you. But you're right, Chuck. He's not legitimate. He can't play a lot for you. No, and you, you win. you got to get 35 minutes out of roughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to win in this And then league. this other kid they signed out of California, uh, Amirio. I can't remember what his name is. But, you know, he's a point guard. And he's a three- or four-star. So, you know, hopefully he comes in and helps him some. That'd be good. 662-426-1093, where it was plain and simple. Did Chuck go to football? And if so, what did he see? <laughs> to go to football this hey, weekend, Chuck. I was, I was encouraged because, you know, we, we lost a lot, but in the transfer portal they signed a lot. They they filled in exactly the pieces they lost. And, you know, I, I was impressed for the first time seeing them. Um, I, I think the players that they've signed in the transfer portal are equal to what they lost. And, and I think the returning players, there's more of a nucleus there than a lot of our fans give credit to. Uh, returning players that played significant roles, uh, all but one on the offensive line. I mean, there's only one new offensive lineman. Uh, now, the, you know, a whole new running back, except for Kentrell Bullock uh, room. Uh, same wide receivers, except for a couple. Uh, all the secondaries returning. So... You know, a lot of the defensive lines were turning, but they but they filled in with some great pieces, I think. So, first look, I'm excited. Quarterback included in that excited yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, both both the quarterbacks. Uh, Dart's a little more aggressive in throwing downfield. He's going to take more shots than Luke. Uh, Luke's a little more under control. Uh, Dart's a little more gunslinger type. Um, but both of them did some good things. Both of them have live arms. Uh, both of them can run the ball pretty well. So uh, I think it's going to be a battle. Dart's kind of a big kid, though, isn't he, Chuck? He's I mean, not he's, huge. I mean, he's, yeah. he's I just mean, a thickness, little. Yeah. He's a little bigger than Luke, but not not a lot. Um, not Maybe an inch taller, maybe 10 pounds heavier, 15 pounds heavier. Yeah, the, what I've seen of him, you know, the films and stuff, looks like he's kind of a, you know, husky-type kid, you know. Yeah. I don't know if Husky is the right word, but he's put together yeah, right. Yeah. A couple of other questions that are baseball-related, and we'll get to one in the next interview with Jake Thompson, who comes up 
uh, at about 6.30. But one was, why did our players continue to woof at Tennessee after getting our tails whipped? Bad look, but appreciate Brandon Johnson's more mature and measured response at the end. Look, it's gotten to where, I mean, players are emotional, right? And if you strike a guy out, you do still, you know, have to say a little something. You you show a little emotion somewhere along the way. I get it when you're down 12 nothing or whatever. Maybe you don't need to bark or, or, or totally go quite so much, but... Playing on emotion, we see it in every sport. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that, that whole series. I don't have a comment on it. We just got kicked our butts. Yeah. Now, let's just say it like it is, and and to, to try to analyze it right now, uh, let's see what we do against Kentucky. Let's move forward, all, get the bad taste out of our mouth, and see where this team is headed. But right now, ugh. Let's get tomorrow because, look, Jacob Gonzalez, Peyton Chatagnier, T.J. McCants were combined 0 for 35 with 16 strikes. Yeah, and they're three of our better hitters. Right. 0 for 35. Come on. With 16 Ks. It was a rough weekend for a lot of guys. Hopefully, uh, That's not a rough weekend. (laughs) That's enough to make you want to quit. That is it. Good grief. It was bad. Uh, We'll get to the other question about baseball and uh, the rotation uh, when we talk with Jake. But now uh, we got a... A Rebel injury report that we need to get to quickly from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Chuck. All right. In baseball, uh, you know, uh, sources tell us that Kevin Graham could return by the Alabama series the weekend after next from his hand injury, but he's going to be evaluated eight days from now, I think I heard Bianco say on the previous show. Uh, Calvin Harris got an at-bat Friday but couldn't go anymore. Oblique strain, is it's hard to gauge how long, but it looks like he's pretty much back. Uh, Mac Chofi is still throw, on a throwing regimen, uh, expected back in April at some point. Couldn't tell. It was really chaotic at, at uh, football practice. You know, you got, you're got you trying to look at 120 players out there, uh, 60 on each end of the field, and they're all going at the same time. And But from what I could tell, uh, Jonathan Mingo – has a little foot problem, and he he didn't go through live contact drills. Jalen Knox, the wide receiver, has a from Missouri has a hamstring issue. He couldn't go through non contact drills. Uh, contact drills, and Ashim Young has a broken jaw. The safety transfer, um, and uh, he he obviously can't go through drills. So that looked like it for football that I could see. Oh, uh, Keys, the linebacker. He's he's uh, he was on crutches, got a knee issue, and we heard Kermit talk about the basketball guys going through and rehabbing, and that Ruffin was ahead uh, of schedule. And we had someone in the text message line uh, mentioned that that was good to hear as well. We got to see that young man on the floor next year for sure. Jake Thompson works with Chuck at the Ole Miss Spirit now. He was at all the baseball games over the weekend. We'll do that and more when we continue with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. 
Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate big delta power sports on cracker barrel drive in batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year check out the great selection now of major brands like honda polaris can-am yamaha and kawasaki featuring the most fun off the road and on the road motorcycles atvs and side-by-sides zero turn mowers plus you'll find generators by honda and polaris and big delta is your steel power equipment dealer Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. 
Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Still to go on tonight's show, we'll do the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment. We'll also have the good, bad, and ugly from Chuck. We'll uh, do a few other things of business before we're done with this Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon back with you. Rhino in the studios back in the plush central Mississippi portion of the world. And Jake Thompson from the Ole Miss Spirit is on with us as well. Jake, welcome back. You doing okay today? I'm doing good, Gary. Thanks for having me back on again. Well, listen, before we get started, I'm going to ask you a quick one on baseball, then I think we're going to roll you into football a little bit. Shout out to this guy, Chuck, because I was running and, and doing things, and prior to getting to the stadium on Friday, I had forgotten a jacket. Right, I'm in a short sleeve shirt, and mm-hmm. you know what OU Stadium's like on a mm-hmm. cold day. And I was thinking, all right, who's coming that can bring a? My wife was gone or whatever. I messaged my man Jake Chuck, and he he answered the call. All right, he answered the call. I appreciate you, you'd, friend. You'd have sounded funny with your teeth chattering <laughs> on television, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, even with the windows closed, it was a little chilly. So I appreciate that, Jake. Uh, one thing, and, and it comes from a listener, and we heard Mike a little bit earlier today address it. We know that Washburn is going to pitch tomorrow. McDaniel is scheduled on Wednesday if they play. He didn't get into the weekend rotation, but do you have any idea or thoughts? Because we have a question that came in uh, from a listener about what they may do with the weekend rotation at Kentucky. You know, I I could easily see him keeping it like this one more time and him just saying, you know, Tennessee was Tennessee. That's like probably the best team in the country right now. Those bats were hot. They, we just couldn't do anything with them. Or he could do what he did a couple weeks ago, entering SEC play and swap things around. Uh, I, I still think at some point we see Hunter Elliott in there. Just it's you know especially those weeks where there's only one midweek game because it looks like Washburn is that go-to midweek guy when there's just one a week. Uh, but you know I think it just comes down to uh, what he wants to do. But I think you know he can tinker and change. But at some point you gotta just stick with your guys you got and say all right somehow some way these guys have got to get me there. And it may just be a year where you know you're getting to the bullpen third, fourth, fifth inning in these SEC weekends, and that's just that just may be what it is. Jake, what, what about Riley Maddox? I, I don't know that I wouldn't give him a shot somewhere in here. Maybe not this coming weekend, but, you know, uh, he's throwing mid-90s, isn't he? Yeah, no, he uh, he came in and looked real good as well. That's another one that uh, just kind of slipped my mind. That's kind of how good some of these new arms have been, you know, uh, out of the bullpen. I could see Maddox in there. Uh, you know, and it could be where Mike plugs in one one week, plugs in another the next week. It, it's it, I would say those are your top two if he chose to pull some new guys out of the pen and into a rotation. Uh, shifting gears to football, you were at practice just like I was Saturday. What was your first impressions of the uh, 2022 Rebels? I, I, they look good. And as I, I think as you wrote in our practice report, it was kind of a chaotic 
energy. It was tough to kind of keep eyes on everybody, but you know, and it may just be everybody themselves chose to hit the gym or the, or Savage, the new strength and conditioning coach has done work in these first couple months, but everybody looked bigger to me. And it's not so much like in the pads, they all just taller, bigger, and, you know, just kind of more muscle on them. And I don't know, is that kind of what you saw, Chuck? Yeah. I mean, I, I was particularly impressed with Cedric Johnson and Clowney and Brandon Mack, some of those rangy guys that have put on some quality weight, you know, because those guys were 220 when they got here. Now they're 250, 260. Um, and I think that's going to make a lot of difference on that in that defensive front seven. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of size, and that's, you know, Michael Trigg, you know, he, he's probably doing his own stuff, but he's taken to the, this new weight uh, training regimen, I'm sure, but he, he looked like a man among boys, just lined up out there as a tight end, and they had him in a different spot, even kind of like a wing T type spot at one time in, in the backfield next to uh, the quarterback, either Dart or Altmaier at the time. So, it, you know, there's a lot of size, and now that was the first time we got to see everybody, and it was you know, about two hours, and we only really got to see maybe 30 minutes. So I'd say like a simulated practice, kind of like you see in spring training, a simulated game where everything kind of was predicted and scripted. Uh, but, you know, I liked what I saw from the initial eye test. Jay, Gordon Ford here. They got a whole host of new running backs uh, this year, a bunch of guys, transfers, a couple of high school, a high school guys, some people that have been there. Tell me what you thought about them and, you know, how they looked. Uh, uh, Zach Evans and Ulysses Bentley the fourth, which that's just a great name. I love that name. Uh, but he, they both looks fast. And I know it was, you know, non-contact based for the most part. So you didn't see if they could bust through any, any tackling, but, uh, just from getting the ball and busting off the line of scrimmage, they were very downhill up and down. Saw a lot of speed. Zach looked good. And then I kind of saw a lot of Bentley there. We were on the visitor's sideline, so we were kind of up close and personal. And when Bentley was in there towards the back end of that controlled scrimmage, if you will, he, he looked good. So I think those are two new additions that are going to do well. And I think we're going to hopefully maybe see Bullock and a couple of these other guys, Woolard, who have just been there a while, waited their turn. Uh, I think this could be another strong running back group compared to last year and maybe uh, maybe deeper in some aspects. I, I I was impressed too, uh, and I, I do think that Evans uh, is going to be a a power back who has speed. I think that's going to separate him from the pack. But at the at the same time, Bennett uh, Bentley is going to be let him get him outside, and he's going to be like Dex, Dexter McCluster, that type of speed. I believe just based on four or five quick looks of him. Uh, you know, obviously, Jake. Uh, in the SEC, it's all about the trenches. Um, I thought the defensive line looks deeper and, as you said earlier, a little bigger than they've been. Uh, what was your impression? I like that uh, defensive line and, and the way they were kind of shifting everybody around. And, and even as we've talked to some new guys like J.J. Pegues, uh, they've even already in this first week had moved him around to different spots to where he's not just going to be one position, kind of a utility guy. And I think if you can get him and Ivy, another new guy in here uh, like that, and, and if see if Clowney could take that next step. You know, I know everybody was excited just because of it, the name and who he was. He just hasn't done much yet, but I think this may be his season to kind of make that noise. And at some point I noticed they even had him in the, in the linebacker for a certain scheme. So I think there's maybe – creativity not the right word but a lot of utilization and versatility amongst this defense especially with partridge now kind of calling the schemes yeah it looked like uh to me and again 
you know, not giving away too many trade secrets. But it looked to me like Partridge is going to be more more aggressive play caller than DJ Durkin was. It, it looks like he he likes to have an attacking defense. Now this is based off thirty minutes the first <laughs> practice that I've seen, but just uh, that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, and you know this, you know it could have just been first time in the in the stadium of spring practice and whatnot. But Partridge, who was kind of right there on the sideline, just happened to be right there in front of where we were kind of herded and allowed to be. He had a lot of energy. He was all over the place. The players were kind of taking to him and, and talking back to him and giving a lot of feedback, especially some of the veterans like Finley and and, and Otis Reese, who were just kind of around him. I I, I don't know if they, there seems to be a lot of I don't know if happiness is a word, but people uh, players are happy that. Partridge is the one kind of calling the shots. So at least that's the vibe we've gotten from quotes we've gotten from defensive guys this this first week. So that could be that, you know, the whole all of that lumped together and what Chuck said they're wanting to do with some different stuff. It, this defense is maybe feeding off of that momentum from last season. I uh, thought that the wide receivers as a overall were a solid group, but I didn't see anybody out there, and, and I hope I was wrong in, in my eyesight, uh, that didn't appear to anybody out there that was blowing the top off the coverage. Uh, I think I think we need to see a little more speed out there out wide, but what we did see are quite a few competent guys. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, you've got you still got some veterans in there uh, with, with Mingo, who uh, I didn't really see. I saw him and uh, and suited up towards him when we were leaving, but I never really saw him do much physical activity. Kind of the same with Reese, and so I don't know if there's something going on there. But of the receivers that were, you know, taking taking reps and and getting passes, like Chuck, like Chuck said, none really made any big plays. There was one long touchdown pass from Dart, but it was kind of over the top of some coverage and. That was really the kind of only fireworks we saw of any kind of passing game, uh, receiver-wise or quarterback-wise. That was Quay Davis, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. yeah I think it was the, uh, the 80, guy that, 84. Yeah, that kind of sat out last year. Or, I mean, he didn't play much. I don't know whether he was sitting out or what. But And, uh, yeah. you know, as an aside, we all just kind of got a chuckle because Dart made it. was a great throw and a great catch for, you know, like 40 yards out, 30, 40 yards out. Those who were in the stands, it was they cheered, applauded, and they all kind of got up like, "All right, that's the one thing we wanted to see." He can dart through a long touchdown. He did it. We're happy. So everybody seemed to be happy with uh, with what they got to see. They gave the people what they wanted. Well, I don't think there's any question that Dart is the more aggressive of the two quarterbacks. Yeah. He he looks downfield a lot more than Luke does, but at the same time, uh, Luke surveys the whole field. I mean, I was impressed with both of them. To be honest. Yeah, Luke was very checkdown heavy, uh, especially from what we saw of him. Uh, short little out routes, uh, never really went long. If he, if he didn't like what his checkdowns were, he was running up the middle until they, you know they blew the whistle to stop the play. But yeah, each showed something different, and I'm hoping this coming Saturday we'll see a little bit more from each on either side of that for both. Well, guys, I'm pretty excited about the defensive backfield. The ones that are returning, because you've got some veteran guys that have been around for four or five years or more, plus the ones that you brought in. Uh, is that part of the way our quarterbacks looked, is maybe going to get some of those guys, hopefully? Yeah, uh, you know, especially with, uh, with like you said, the veterans and Finley and Reese and, and Prince and Battle and a lot of you know others and Tennyson as well. Uh, you know, I think there's chance to grow off of what they did from that Arkansas game to now 
or to the rest in the last season where they had that turnaround and you know it, it just seemed like they were covering very well and and it kind of led to what, what Chuck pointed out is no receivers really breaking through or, or kind of being noticed so it led to you know kind of some check downs or, or just a lot of coverage which is I'm sure Partridge he seemed happy with everything he never seemed unhappy with anything that took place in the backfield so it was a good first week in the defensive backfield for sure. Gary, to your point, the the length of our secondary guys, Otis Reese is a rangy kid. Uh, Prince for a corner is rangy. Battle is a big corner. Uh, Finley's a nice size safety. The only only one that's probably a little on the short side that you'll probably love. <laughs> I always do. Is Tennyson, and they had him playing Jake Springer's position from last year, kind of up a, a hybrid safety linebacker. But if you don't have those guys that can cover the 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", receivers of the league and the people you're going to play, you're in trouble. Exactly, and I think that uh, this year the the length in the secondary is what's most impressive to me. Uh, Jake, I was a little – another another little area of concern I had was linebacker. I, I saw um, Troy Brown, the transfer, looks good on the hoof, but – he he, little banged up. It seems like he didn't play a lot. Um, Ashanti Sistrunk looks like he's going to be a stalwart, but beyond that, I I was kind of concerned. Yeah, you know, and and you you also have uh, some transfers and Hughes and Coleman, who was kind of a surprise spring get. We didn't know he'd be eligible, you know, but then him and Bentley were both uh, deemed eligible on Monday, first day of pra- or day before practice started. But, uh, you know, it, I kind of like the receivers. You didn't really see them make themselves known. And, and that, that's obviously that a big concern because you've got to have that second line of defense, especially, you know, it was kind of segueing from the last question there. Because if you don't have those secondaries who can cover those six foot, six nine, you know, six seven guys, as we talked about, you've got to have those linebackers to, to kind of make a, make a stop there. And it, like I said, nothing was eye popping. But of course, it was. Like Chuck said, first 30 minutes of just spring of us getting to see him, we don't get to see him. But once out of uh, of the three practices, I'm hoping that they're slowly going to take that step. And, and this Saturday and the next three leading up to the Grow Bowl, the, the linebackers maybe won't give us so much concern. Well, and like you said earlier, you saw Brandon Mack and Clowney uh, playing kind of a hybrid linebacker type position in in some sets. So maybe that's where they're trying to get a little bit of their depth. And, you know, it could just be uh, also they want to do that, but maybe sparking a little, trying to spark a little bit of competition. All right, see, we have some other guys that we can bring in. This is what we brought y'all in to do this. It's time for y'all to take that step or somebody else is going to take it. So it could be, a, you know, how those coaches go a little next to everything. Jake, one last question here. Um, tight end. I mean, there's been a big talk about that over the last year or so that, you know, they've been hurt there. What did you think of those guys and what they look like? Uh, Trick looked great. Obviously, uh, like I said, he just stood out. Just being out on the field, he stood out. You, it was easy to find him. It's like seeing that six foot something kid uh, standing around a bunch of five foot eighth graders in a high school field. I mean, he was easy to spot. <laughs> but uh, Casey Kelly, he looked like he just, you know, really kind of grew a lot of a lot of size to him, and he was another big popular target uh, to the quarterbacks. And I kind of liked how he's maybe got a little bit bigger, and hopefully, it's his time to to be the 1B to the 1A of Trig, and, and it is time that we finally get some tight ends that can kind of help be that next, that release valve or that other X-factor target for, for the quarterback. Hey, Jake, we've got time for one little short um, 
question, and and obviously I, I feel the same way you do about Trigg. What impressed me about Trigg, though, is he catches everything with his hands. He doesn't try yep. to catch it into his body, and that that's the sign of a good receiver. Uh, offensive line-wise, four returning guys and one new guy in Mason Brooks. Uh, real short, brief answer, what do you see in those guys? I like I liked the, the starting lineup. As we all know, they've all been shifted around with James and Broker, with Caleb Warren at center. Uh, and obviously, Acker made a lot of progress last year. Uh, I, I like the starting. Um, and as kind of you alluded to in, in our report, that it's that depth that's going to be concerning. And it seems to be that's the thing that's plagued O-line for years here is what happens if somebody's out or, you know, injury or you just rotate them out for, for a breather, what's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see what that second level does. But I, I love the starting lineup. They all look great. Mason Brooks is very, very big on the, on the line. And I think that's a nice addition to add to an already kind of veteran group that's been here under, under this, uh, you know, Kiffin regime. All right, Jake, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I appreciate y'all having me on. Appreciate you, buddy. Jake Thompson of the Ole Miss Spirit. Game Day Outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars. Contact them for serious injuries. They've been there for you for over 30 years. We'll come back to finish up tonight's program right after this. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out on their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. 
Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Connie Brazell with Morgan White Group. Connie can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Connie can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest, solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Connie today at 662-259-5552. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Each and every week, I want to thank all of you that text message in at 662-426-1093. And I know some of you have responded uh, to things uh, throughout the show, whether uh, Coach Kermit Davis answered your question or others as well, and even the one... Uh, with the great show, guys, can't wait every Monday evening until y'all come on. Hotty toddy, hotty toddy, back to you as well. Without those kind of people out there, we're probably not in here, right? We got to have those people. No question. All right, it's time for the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics since 1976. They've been offering us affordable, quality smiles, whether it's children, teenagers, adults, seniors in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. Well, most of this is going to be hoops tonight. Uh... Jackson State, 6'7", 220-pound forward, Javius McKinnis visited Ole Miss over the weekend. He's the reigning three-time defensive player of the year in the SWAC. Um, He's got some notable Power 5 competition for his services, Illinois, Indiana, Marquette, Iowa State. Um, Ole Miss will sign, as Kermit said, three or four portal guys, Uh, Cal University 6'6", 225-pound forward. Power forward Philip Alston is a candidate. Uh, he's been tutored. I mean, mentor. Uh, what am I trying to say, Gary? He's being pursued right. by Ohio State, Minnesota, Georgia Tech, South Carolina. Uh, 6'3", guard Dylan Penn is getting looked at by Ole Miss. Power forwards Desmond and Devin Cambridge, brothers that played for Auburn and Nevada, respectively. They're look. They're a package deal, and both are looking at Ole Miss. They're six seven and six five, respectively. Citadel small forward Jason Roach, six five two hundred, is looking at Ole Miss. And then the the big one to me is Utah Valley's center transfer, Fardals Amak, six eleven two hundred fifty five pounds, eighteen point nine points, thirteen point six rebounders. Yeah, one of the he's nations. good top rebounders he had 24 double doubles arizona state power forward jalen graham a 6'9 220 pounder and brown power forward transfer jalen ganey a 6'9 220 pounder are all on the radar and uh if i can get three or four of those guys i think they're going to be okay um football recruiting junior day visits you got uh 2023 four-star quarterback Marcel Reed out of Montgomery was here. Uh, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Arkansas are his top three schools. 2023 top 100 prospect OT Madden Sinker out of Georgia. 2023 top 100 prospect defensive lineman Xavier Hardy out of Georgia. Uh, 2023 top 100 prospect Centurion Perkins out of Raleigh, Mississippi, who was an Ole Miss commit, was here. And 2023 defensive lineman Jamison Buxton out of Homa, Louisiana. Ole Miss, Florida State, Georgia are his top schools. And that's about to cover it. 
Good. How about the good, the bad, and the ugly as we get our friends at Big Delta Power Sports bringing that to you for another week? Well, the good, I guess it was good that Ole Miss and Tennessee didn't play a seven-game series. <laughs> <laughs> so That's true. It would have been over in four, maybe. <laughs> Watching Saturday's football practice was a good experience. The portal guys and new faces are going to blend in nicely with the really quality nucleus of returning players, underrated nucleus of returning players, in my opinion. And I expect 2022 to be another excellent season under Coach Lane Kiffin. The departure of a lot of players was handled brilliantly by the coaching staff in the transfer portal, and I think it's just a matter of reloading now rather than rebuilding because of the transfer portal, and I like it. The bad, I don't want this to sound too critical, Gary, but I've got to say this. Lady Rebel Coach Yo flirted with Georgia. To me, it's just another example of coaches and players turning into nothing but mercenaries. And frankly, it's made me a little jaded. I think Coach Yo has done a good job here, and I'm glad she's staying. But had she chosen to leave, I would not have mourned her departure because obviously she wouldn't be mourning leaving her first Power 5 school who gave her a chance. In other words, my loyalty to coaches, once so deep it was overboard the way I'd defend them, is no longer as strong as it was. I'm their biggest fan when they're here, but when they leave, I don't fret it for a minute. The same with players who want to transfer out. I hate to be that way, but the environment has, has with the transfer portal and the way coaches jump ship, has just made me that way. I'm the same. It's taken many years throughout to do it, but the longer you're around it, the more I agree exactly with you. The ugly. I don't know how you can call the baseball series with Tennessee anything but ugly. And and but ugly, too. (laughs) I'm sure the team and the coaches are embarrassed by that one-sided showing because I'm embarrassed for them. UT out-hit us, out-pitched us by a wide margin, as one could imagine is possibly considering – Ole Miss was ranked number one in the nation coming into the game. Obviously, that ranking was smoke and mirrors. I still like this team. There's no doubt about that. But until they right the ship from this butt kicking, I like them a little less. Sorry, but that was just ugly. Baseball rankings in the top ten and most all of them still 10, 9, and 11 along the way. But uh, it was uh, not a fun weekend. That's at a all. meteoric drop in yeah, from one to eleven. Here's, that's a, here's the thing: dropping it, hard. When we were talking about that on the television broadcast, the the top five all lost series except for Arkansas over the weekend. The top five in the country all got beat. Ole Miss was the only one to get swept throughout that. We do give a shout out to softball on the way out. They swept number nineteen Missouri over the weekend. They'll be playing UT Martin tomorrow in Arkansas at home on the weekend. Ole Miss baseball tomorrow against. North Alabama. Chuck, Gordon, good to see you fellas again. Thanks, man. Nice show. Had a little vacation last week. Enjoy a little time, and we'll be back on Monday night and do it all again. Rhino, thanks to you as well. We're done with this Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.